Welcome to Siemens Interviews. Artificial intelligence is the next big thing in tech. But hey, it has been for at least five years already. So where are we really using it by now? And where do businesses make money from it today? I'm speaking with the artificial intelligence guru at Siemens, Michael May. My name is Andreas Kleinschmidt. Hi, Michael. Hello, Michael. You're head of the company Core Technology Data Analytics and Artificial Intelligence at Siemens. Hey, how are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, pretty pretty good. <laughs> Trying to get used to being indoors. How are you coping with being indoors most of the time? Oh, I think it's fine. As long as the internet uh, works, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with working uh, from home, as we <laughs> all do. <laughs> sounds sounds like a plan. Now, I was researching a little bit what newspapers, magazines wrote about artificial intelligence five years back. And it was full hype. Artificial intelligence is the future. It's going to be bigger than the internet. You need to invest now. There are going to be huge revenue streams. But Michael, where are those revenue streams? Who's really making money with AI at the moment? Yeah, so indeed there was a lot of hype and everybody was expecting within a few years um, that the world is uh, totally changed. I think we're beginning to see um, revenue streams, uh, first successes, uh, but it's still a long way to go to realize all the hype. But uh, after all, also with the Internet, there was a lot of hype uh, back in the year 2000. Uh, then there was a little uh, breakdown and uh, finally the Internet transformed everything. Okay, but there's a difference, Michael, because... With artificial intelligence, we've not just seen one hype and break down. It happened several times. In the 50s, big hype collapsed. In the 80s, big hype collapsed. What makes you confident that this time is different? Yeah, uh, so I think there's a big difference uh, this time. So the first uh, two uh, hype waves uh, that was experimenting with AI, now AI, I think, has shown uh, that it can uh, have tremendous impact. We see it in the Internet where you use text translation. Uh, we see it for image recognition, face recognition. So AI is used in many places, especially where lots of data is already available. So real applications that promise to be useful. You're not only a, let's say, digital guy. Your life is not only about bits and bytes. You also think about the big questions of mankind. Are there any other non-digital hobbies of yours, Michael? Oh, yes. So, I mean, I, I like the digital world and spend my daily professional life in that. Uh, but sometimes when uh, when I go home, uh, I like to be very non-digital, very analog. And I like to play guitar, uh, classical uh, guitar. So just making music with my own hands, uh, nothing electric, uh, nothing digital in between. Sounds good. We discussed that coincidentally you would bring your guitar to this yeah. recording, so <laughs> it it's next to you. Would you mind giving us a quick taster of, of oh, your Oh, yes, yeah, of yeah. I, I, of course. So on and so on. That's sweet. Which which piece did you play for us? Uh, that's from an American uh, songwriter called David Qualley. It's called After Time. 
after time. Now, unfortunately, I'm not very good with any musical instrument, but I did a little bit of research and I have also music for you, two pieces. And Michael, it's going to be a little quiz. You're a huge expert in the area of artificial intelligence. And one of the pieces you will hear has been composed by a computer, by an algorithm, by artificial intelligence. The other piece is composed by a human. Both are played by the same uh, guitar player. So ready for, for the first one? Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> All right, here's, here's the first piece. Okay, so this was sample one. Big question, AI or human who composed this? And here is the second piece. Okay, what do you think? Which is which? Yeah, I mean, without thinking uh, a lot, I would say the second one sounds more human. Uh, so probably this is the one created by AI. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> but wrong. It is the first. The first one was composed by AI and the second one was composed by a human. So it has become difficult to distinguish between artificial intelligence, human intelligence or is that really true? Because artificial intelligence, is that is that genuinely intelligence as we understand it? Yeah. yeah, sometimes it's difficult to distinguish human and artificial intelligence. So the example you just uh, you, you just gave, so I was wrong. Um, in, in sometimes the machine is even better in uh, recognizing faces, for example, than humans uh, uh, are. But um, still, the way the machine is doing that uh, is completely different um, currently from the way a human does it. So, so I I do not know if I would call it uh, intelligence or just Uh, crunching big numbers of data and uh, uh, fitting functions to, to that. I don't ask myself the question, is the machine really uh, intelligent or is it just acting uh, as if it were intelligent? And I okay. think the second, the second thing is enough, at least for our daily life uh, in creating um, AI systems. Okay. By the way, we need to thank uh, the uh, composer and also the performer. You'll find him on YouTube as... A samurai guitarist because uh, he, he seems to like samurais just as much as guitars so what I hear from you is hmm, is it really the most important question to ask whether machines have intelligence as we humans understand it that raises a different question for me what should we compare artificial intelligence with should we compare AI with humans and what they're able to do Or should we just you know, very pragmatically compare AI with other technologies and see where AI is better now and will be better in five, ten years? Yeah, um, I, I think uh, what we should do uh, in, in our business uh, life, not if we do psychology or so, but in the business life, uh, comparing just if it gets a task better done than you could do with any other technology or if you do it uh, by hand. 
Um, so, for, for, for example, uh, if you are able uh, to train an AI to, to optimize operations of, let's say, a turbine, Uh, by learning from data and if it's better than what the engineers could do and if, for example, emissions is lower or efficiency uh, is higher, um, then that's good and then you should use it and you should not think, uh, is it really intelligent or not. Let's go back to business. Where is artificial intelligence already a commercial success, Michael? Yeah, I mean, um, AI is used all over the, the place in uh, in advertising, and um, there is a huge uh, success. So recommendation systems uh, like uh, Amazon is uh, using um, supporting face recognition uh, on uh, Facebook, for example. Uh, so there are many applications where it is used, machine translation. So you see it uh, uh, in many places. And now I think it's uh, swapping over uh, towards the more industrial domain, more industrialized, uh, uh, more traditional applications in some cases. If we stay with the success stories of today or the last five, ten years, that's the Googles, the Facebooks and other companies, They are very successful using AI for advertising and it seems they have the people culture. A lot of talk is about data and questions asked in these companies are, okay, what data do we have to support these decisions? The culture is there. Many other companies, they have a much harder time. How do you not just bring in the priority of we want to be data driven, that's what the CEO says, but then make sure every single employee understands the opportunity and is ready to change how how do you how do you achieve that mm, yeah that's actually a very good question so companies like um, like amazon they're really digital native right so they have been founded across data across digitalization uh, around uh, ai for the rest Of the world, so so companies that have been created many years uh, ago, um, they need to do a transformation, which is quite a long way to go in some cases. And you need to start with trainings for people. Uh, you need to, to take the fear of AI, which is sometimes uh, there. You need to convince them that AI will help them actually to do their job better and not threaten their job. So there are many soft factors um, that you need uh, to work on in AI. And you have to show them that uh, if they use AI, their job becomes more productive, uh, their work becomes better. So you, you just mentioned, again, advertising, it's already being used, big commercial success, and it's now coming to industry. Can you give us a couple of examples where Siemens or other companies are already using AI successfully? Yeah, so there's a couple of areas where AI now really starts being used and also starts to create revenue. So probably the low hanging fruit for artificial intelligence is always the service business where you have lots of data uh, where you have to find out what's going wrong with the machine and um, the classical application of AI is uh, predictive uh, maintenance and anomaly detection. Um, tell us a little bit about that. What would be an example for predictive maintenance? 
Yeah. So uh, one uh, case where we use AI is uh, for monitoring the health of a pump, of an of oil pump in, in that case. Uh, so you monitor what uh, the, uh, the engine is, uh, what the pump is doing uh, using um, time series data. And um, then when there's an anomaly in the data, you give an alarm. And this is a very typical example, uh, which we now start to see all over the place. Well, for, for, for most people, they would just fix the pump when it's broken right what's what's the issue why do you need ai here yeah yeah um, uh, imagine uh, you know before that the pump will break so you know uh, that with some probability in two weeks um, the pump will stop uh, working and um, then you send a technician well in advance he fixes the pump and um, there is no break in operation and you can save a lot of money i mean yeah uh, fix and then the pump is not always in your kitchen a couple of years back for siemens I went to an offshore oil rig in, in the Gulf of Guinea in Nigeria. And it, it, it means you have to do safety training. You have to be qualified. You have to fly to that place. It's incredibly costly and the parts might not be there. So for oil and gas, it can save millions if you avoid downtime, if, if, if you don't have to shut down your, your oil field. Yeah, exactly. This is something which we, especially in this current situation, uh, which uh, which is a big advantage, those companies that started to digitalize uh, their service, who can do remote servicing, check the health of a machine while sitting in their office and not being uh, on site, have a huge advantage. And uh, I think this will, in the next year, change a lot. So everybody will switch to digital because they see going there Uh, traveling there might be costly and might be unsafe in some cases. Are there examples where, where Siemens uh, supporting predictive maintenance with AI? Um, yes, uh, we do it uh, quite uh, quite a lot. The oil pump example I uh, I, I mentioned, uh, we do it also for the uh, turbines uh, where we have a remote service uh, that can uh, monitor the operation of the turbines in a, in a high, very high level of uh, detail, and um, that uh, saves travel costs, saves time, and uh, is uh, much safer. Yeah, another example that pops to my mind. I live in London. Um, Siemens is going to deliver new trains for the so-called deep tube lines. They're really old tunnels, often more than 100 years old. And the new trains, the doors are often the bottleneck, if you will, because they have to open at every station close. They, they, they have a lot of wear and tear. And if the doors don't work, you might have to take a train out. So if you could predict which door is going to break before it does, huge advantage. Yeah, exactly. So this is um, something where uh, our people in mobility uh, spent uh, a lot of uh, effort and came up with very good uh, solution how to do that uh, monitoring and to predict uh, well in advance that something might go uh, wrong. And this is now uh, established as a, as a service which more and more customers use. Okay. How can a company like Siemens make money from that? How do you turn the technology into a business model? Yeah. Um, yeah, one thing is it, uh, it's better service for the customer, right? So if they save money because they know in advance that something might go wrong, it's uh, better for them. Operation is smoother and uh, so they are more willing uh, to pay maybe some uh, extra money or to take Siemens instead of a competitor. So that helps a lot uh, in um, creating additional contracts. 
it's also a huge um, thing for us that we can save money because we are much more efficient. Uh, for, uh, let me give an example. So for, for many years, uh, we collect uh, the service reports. So what might go wrong with the machine, what went wrong, and then what has been done to fix the machine. And uh, now if you have a new person uh, going to a site uh, which is not trained uh, uh, a lot, he does not have access to that previous experience. And okay, so, so over time, what I, what I hear from you, over time, as the algorithm learns, it gets ever more efficient and more precise. It gets more uh, precise and uh, it helps a colleague which is net not fixed uh, one special uh, turbine or, or pump uh, to know what went wrong in that case even if he wasn't present there so he can learn what others already did and um, get the information in, in very little time similar like a search engine in the internet okay so all about the customer benefit what are what are other areas predictive yeah. maintenance where will we see ai applications in the next 12 to 24 months as well yeah. i think a very hot topic for artificial intelligence is so-called generative design so it helps you to build better products by using artificial intelligence to generate solutions uh, Uh, for for that so for example if you want to build a new car and um, you have a um, simulation model for the car and ai helps you to find out which are the promising paths you can go and which are the designs you should not further explore then you can can up more quickly with better solutions okay so it it could be a tool to help us be more creative as designers Uh, sometimes uh, the machine might propose designs that a human would never ever think of. Exactly. So um, we, we also sometimes call uh, AI augmented intelligence. Augmented uh, means to boost the intelligence of the engineer. So he becomes more creative, he becomes better because some of the parts, maybe the more boring parts, uh, are done by the machine and he can focus on the really tricky things that no machine currently can do. Can you give an example for a really cool new design that humans alone would never have come up with? Yeah, uh, actually, we, we had such a case uh, when uh, coming up with improved control strategies for turbines, for gas turbines. So the way the turbine uh, operates and uh, uh, the AI was proposing solutions here that helped uh, to save 10 to 15 percent in uh, NOx emissions. So the uh, energy okay, so, becomes more so environment friendly. So, so for everybody who's who's not an engineer out there, the gas turbines we're talking about are used in power plants, burn gas and then create heat and electricity from that. That's that's the idea. Okay, okay. Yes, and yeah. then you you can run it differently, like a car. You could like uh, step full on on the gas right in the beginning on a cool winter's day and and torture your your machine, or you could be smarter about it and then. You could build the machine slightly differently so that the optimal operation is easier. Exactly, yeah. So, so there are many different ways to run it. There's a need to run it differently depending if it's winter or if it's uh, summer. And um, the AI then helps to find the best uh, strategy of, of doing that. And it can, explore, it can explore solutions which no expert has ever thought about. So that's the good thing about a machine. It doesn't have a prejudice. Uh, it just explores a huge space, uh, even if the engineer does not think about it. Cool. Sounds good. Okay, so design benefits from AI, predictive maintenance we've had. 
what else where where are we going to see it in the next 12 24 months yeah. so yeah we have design uh, we have uh, the service but we have also the operation so if ai is inside a factory and uh, monitoring what is uh, produced uh, it can uh, also make the operation more efficient uh, for example in amberg uh, we are producing our semantic controller using circuit uh, boards and um, there maybe for everybody what's a semantic controller in one sentence yeah it's uh, it's a device um, that uh, controls uh, the operation of a, of a factory so a mini so brain that says what happens kind of, on the kind of, kind of mini brain, yeah. And um, so it's a, it's a costly process uh, to uh, monitor if uh, these boards are printed or uh, designed uh, correctly. And uh, we're using X-ray for that. But uh, with the help of AI, you can replace some of this X-ray testing uh, by prediction based on, on uh, the temperature of the process and so on. And then it gets much more efficient during operations. So you're quicker in uh, producing a piece and you can in some cases save a lot of cost uh, because you need uh, less expensive machineries okay so factories can become more efficient turning out producing stuff and then you also mentioned more creative repair that's when the pump is broken and i didn't predict it yeah, I don't mean creative repair. I mean, you, you get an example how other smart people have already solved it. And uh, so you get a list of 10 recommendations how you can uh, fix it. And uh, then you pick uh, the best one. And that okay. saves a lot of effort. And what about safety in a factory? How can AI help here? Yeah, so I think that's an area where um, a lot of technology that is successful in the internet and elsewhere in, in the public space uh, uh, can be used. You can use vision technology uh, to see, if, for example, uh, a workpiece has been put in a wrong position and might uh, threaten the operation or if a worker is behaving in a way which is not uh, safe and then give an alarm. So monitoring what is happening and then uh, giving alarm if something is, is going wrong is a, is a huge uh, uh, opportunity for more safe operation in the factory. Okay. Um, maybe one, two examples outside the industrial space. Not the whole world is factories or train train lines or, or oil platforms. What about healthcare, finance, internet? Where yeah, do you see yeah. applications in the next one, two years? Yeah. I mean, we start to see uh, applications all over the place in the financial uh, sector. So it's not about stock exchange, stock market prediction, uh, maybe, uh, but it's about advice uh, how to set up your uh, portfolio in a reasonable uh, way. So offerings are out there and they can be based on recommendations uh, by AI. Um, then uh, uh, another example is in the medical area, uh, drug design, uh, designing new drugs. So you need to uh, check a lot of possibilities. And if you have the knowledge uh, available uh, in big databases, you can come up uh, more quickly with a good design and maybe even reduce uh, the amount that testing on animals, for example, that has to be done. Mm, that'd, be, that'd be really cool. Imagine super hypothetical scenario and quite frankly not very likely but imagine siemens were to kick you out sorry michael we don't need you anymore very unlikely because you're working on some of the coolest coolest applications for the company yeah. at the moment <laughs> but imagine you're out on the street and in that scenario if you were to start an artificial intelligence company an ai startup 
In this changed world we're living in right now, with coronavirus and a lot of question marks around the economy, what would your startup do, Michael? Mm. Um, my startup uh, would uh, work on AI and a simulation. I find this one of the most uh, hottest topics uh, around and maybe a kind of simulation uh, that can design uh, new drugs with less testing on uh, uh, on animals coming up uh, with, um, with good candidates uh, for a design. I think this is a huge opportunity for, for mankind, especially in the current situation. Okay, imagine if AI could help us find effective drugs for coronavirus. Uh, the shutdowns would last uh, shorter for just a shorter time. Now, AI has its limitations today. Let's dream even more wildly. Let's go to the future, think five, ten, twenty years ahead. What is personally for you your wildest dream when it comes to artificial intelligence? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see an artificial intelligence uh, which is really able to make uh, scientific uh, discoveries, uh, uh, not small dis discoveries, but but real discoveries uh, like um, famous scientists uh, are making. So, so they help currently, so they boost the intelligence, uh, but we are far away from from uh, from AI making all the relevant decision, uh, maybe even writing the paper it uh, uh, itself. But it, at a point, I think we will get there and uh, we will see uh, big scientific discoveries uh, made by uh, artificial intelligence. Finally, one prediction. As they say, you can make predictions but never add a timeline to them. I'm going to ask you to do both. In which year will we see jokes written by AI that we find genuinely funny and a little caveat we're both Germans and we're not renowned for our sense of humor <laughs> okay uh, I think um, that will be possible in maybe 10 years 15 years so uh, uh, I don't think this is the hardest thing it's uh Okay, so I'll take you up on that latest in the year 2030. We okay. will review a couple of jokes like we did with the compositions today. And I'll yeah. ask you which one is by human, which one by... But who knows, maybe earlier. And I have a feeling we'll speak long before the year yeah. 2030, Michael. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great okay. day. Yeah. And um, yeah, keep, keep, keep going with the guitar. I, yeah. I pretty much like that. Have a great <laughs> okay. day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Siemens Interviews is a production of Siemens. If you would like to know more, please visit Siemens.com and join us again next time for more answers to big questions. <laughs>